Hi, I'm Michaela, a psychotherapist. Hi, I'm Savannah, not a psychotherapist. Welcome to our podcast, Be You, Find Happy. Real life conversations about life and the pursuit of happiness. Hello and welcome back to the Be You Find Happy podcast. Thank you so much to all of our listeners who tune in weekly for these real life conversations with tips and tricks and tools to happiness. This week we have Deva Del Porto from My Life Suckers. She's a YouTube sensation, Instagram influencer. She is doing hilarious and funny life parodies. And ladies, if you are not following her or <laughs> you need to hop on right now, just, just pause the podcast, hop over there, click follow, click, click subscribe, like all that good stuff, because this woman and her humor, moms, ladies will make your day. I can't wait for you to hear her story. Hi. Can you hear me now? I can hear you now. How are you? Oh, good. I'm, I'm good. I, I think it like booted me out right I know. <laughs> I saw it said you were connected and then it was like, it's ended. Good job. <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. We were amazing. <laughs> I'm super excited to have you on our podcast today because, um, one, your Instagram brings me great happiness. <laughs> Yay! Yeah. And two, I just feel like um, our listeners will just really enjoy like a breath of fresh light air. Can you just like give the quick lowdown on kind of who you are and what your gig is for, for the listeners? Sure. Um, my name's Deva Del Porto. I have a YouTube channel and Facebook page and Instagram and blog called My Life Suckers. Um, which is, uh, which is about my kids sucking the life out of me. Um, and, uh, it all started, gosh, six years ago. I think I was like one of the first, if not the first moms making funny videos about parenting. And I made a video just for fun to like blow off steam. Um, it was a parody of the Fox called what does the kid say and made it for fun put it on YouTube, had no idea what I was doing. It went viral, viral. <laughs> crazy. <laughs> I was literally hiding in my kitchen, like what is going on? Um, and that was kind of the start. <laughs> so when it went viral, you're like, oh shit. Oh no. Like, what am I going to do now? Kind of thing. Like you were freaked out by it. Oh, it was horrifying. Yeah. I was like, just a private little mom who like had no, you know, no intention of doing this. And I, you know, of course there was tons of love, but also a lot of hate and it was scary. My husband was out of town. I didn't sleep for three days. <laughs> wow. Wow. And so, so what is, so gosh, so many questions, but so let me start by asking the YouTube channel. So is it, is it's all about, it's all parodies, right? I mean, I've watched a lot of them and they seem to all be, there is like some, um, there's some sketch. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've dabbled around in different things, but yeah, it's like funny videos and parodies that poke fun at parenting. And so, um, so where do you get your inspiration from? Where do, where do you draw? Is it true life? My life Yes. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much, right? When you're a parent, I mean, it's like daily inspiration. Um. 
Absolutely. Yes. I just, I opened my son's lunchbox yesterday and he had dirty socks in there. And it's like, how does this happen? I'm actually going to post that later on my Instagram. But- oh my God. So <laughs> yes, it's, it's so true. And so many people are, I think, ashamed to share like the less than perfect, less than pretty, like real life stuff that we live through. So it's pretty inspiring that you do that. And, and, you know, a lot of people say like Instagram is fake. People only post the good stuff and kind of all of that, but, but you're like killing it. You, you keep it real. You keep it authentic. How does your family feel about that? How do they feel about kind of Thank you. Yeah, I try to, I, you know, I have no filter. So I, I try to keep it real. And I, you know, I love looking at those pretty Instagram photos of everyone, you know, a family of five wearing white, and it's all so beautiful. But come on, like, <laughs> let's be real here for a second. Um, my family, I mean, my husband has been endlessly supportive to the point of like being the butt of my jokes. Um <laughs> He's been amazing. The kids love it. It's fun for them. Every time we shoot a video, it's like a, a play date because um, we have all our friends and family come over for the shoots. But we have hit a point where um, my kids are getting older. They're 10 and 13. And so now they have um, veto power. And mm. so anytime I post something, I have to get permission from them if it, invo- if it involves them. I was wondering about that because I've noticed my son's eight now. He just turned eight. And it's it's interesting. Third grade's like a whole different ball game in the way of, yeah, he got to do show and tell today. I, I think I mentioned to you I had to take oh, yeah. the cat to the cat before the <laughs> yeah. podcast. So um, when we were going through stuff, I was like, look, you got this, you do this. You do. And he's like, no, mom, kids will laugh at me about that. And it's it's like this whole different thing now that he's in the third grade. First, second kindergarten, he didn't care. He was, yeah. you know, all about dancing in public and that kind of stuff. And now he's really sensitive and really like cautious about it. And I guess it's because kids can be bullies, maybe. Yeah, we're, we're kind of lucky. I mean, my kids grew up doing this. Like I said, I've been doing it for six years. And so they it's kind of all they remember and know is being this crazy YouTube family. But we live in this small town where everybody knows that we're the wacky YouTube people and they all love us and embrace us. And so there's been zero bullying or pushback, which is it's great. In fact, all the kids in the neighborhood want to be in the videos. (laughs) Oh, I love that. I love that. We're in a small town, too. And that's, that's a really special thing um, in its own way. But then there's times where it can definitely be challenging, I think. But um, it's neat to know that everybody's supporting you. And and I love that you guys are just like, hey, this is who we are. We're like the goofy family. It is one. (laughs) Yeah. I have a neighbor who said, thank God you moved on to the block because I was the weird one before you got here. But now you're in the middle of the road dancing in a tutu and like no one can really top that. So, oh, my God. (laughs) So, so um, have you always kind of seen like the laughable side of things? Is that just your personality? I've always poked fun and at myself and loved humor and comedy before before I did this. Um, I was a parenting writer for Nickelodeon's website, their parenting website, and I wrote funny essays for them. But this, I think, came out of more of a dark place because mm-hmm. I was um, I was diagnosed with Hashimoto's um, right before I started this, and I had to leave my job at Nickelodeon because I was too sick to uh, keep working. 
Plus, parenthood had kind of like hit me over the head. I don't know what I was expecting, but it was way harder than I thought. And I was just kind of in a dark place. And I think the humor kind of came out of that place, you know, the pain and, and finding what, what was painful for me about it and then making fun of it. Because I always say, if you, you got to laugh or you'll cry. <laughs> Oh, I love that. I love that. So, um, so two thoughts there. The first one is I, I too share in the Hashimoto struggle. It's, oh no. It's very real. Yeah. I got diagnosed with it when I was 19, believe Ooh. it or not. Yeah. Oh. It didn't really affect me though until I was, um, you know, in my late twenties as far as just, you know, kind of dealing with the side effects and stuff, but yeah. oh man, it's, it's brutal. Um, yesterday I was actually being interviewed for a podcast, um, on, on my end, and we were talking about happiness. And we talked a lot about this idea that, you know, you have happiness is a constant reset. And it's up to you to find kind of the humor or the light in like the dark. Yeah, I love and- that. It is a constant reset. And, and I find, you know, sitting in gratitude lately has really, really helped my daughter was having a rough night last night. And I just said to her, what are you grateful for? please tell me three things you're grateful for. And it's this, a great way to like turn it around, you know, and get out of a bad place. I love your um, motivation Monday. That, that was like beautiful <laughs> yesterday. Like, yeah, wake up and, and find something that you're, that you're grateful for, something that you're happy about and start it off that way instead of being stressed about all the stuff you've got to do. Yeah. The motivation Mondays kind of came out of uh I hit a place and it started first as like physical exercise stuff because I hit a place where I was like, dude, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta start taking care of myself. Um, and then it kind of, well, not just physically, but mentally also. So it's fun. We do all kinds of different challenges every week to physically and mentally like better ourselves. Yes. I love that. I, I kind of do a similar thing. I call it um, the weekly social and it's just like a little activity, like, high five somebody that you normally just say hello to, you know, like something like that. I love this idea of, Hey, we can use social media, which can be kind of, um, you know, this, this fake reality and we can actually make it something positive and engaging for people and and see the beauty in it and use it for, for the greater good. Use it for good. Yeah. Cause there is so much bad. Um, one funny thing is that I don't let my children on social media themselves. Oh, Um, yeah, because there's just because I've seen the dark side and the underbelly. And I feel like even for, you know, a mature person, it can be hard to deal with. And for little developing people, you know, really hard to deal with. I I totally agree with that. And I and I see that in my therapy practice when kids come in, it's usually related to social media. It's it's wild how much it affects them. Wow. Yeah. Uh, on that note, um, so when my son was, I think about maybe eight months old, I did a parody of that song, but um, it was it was written by a different artist, but performed by Jason Aldean. Um, it's like chilling on a dirt road, laid back. You know yeah. that song? <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I did a parody of that. And I did like a video of my son, like screaming in the backseat, you know, and that whole thing. And I posted it and, um, a lot of people were like, oh my God, that's so funny. That's so true. That's how life is. But then I had a lot of people that like criticized me for leaving my son in the car seat screaming. And, um, I imagine 
that's got to be something that you're up against with these parodies. Oh, constantly. Yeah. <laughs> so how do you deal with the with the criticism and the opinions and kind of kind of what you're protecting your children from on social media? How do you handle that? Yeah, well, I when the first video went viral and I was literally getting death threats, I was being wow. accused of being the reason uh, people shoot school children, the reason terrorists hate America, like like crazy stuff. And it, oh my. it really rattled me. It was, I was not prepared for it and it was, it was really upsetting. And then it was almost like it was so intense right out of the gates that I became almost immune to it. And I've, I've learned to realize that the people who are making those comments are generally just not very happy in their own lives. And if they're taking the time to like go attack someone they don't even know who's making a stupid, silly, like song parody, like, yeah, they've got to be in a pretty bad place. So I try to just like, you know, have compassion and move on. I don't really, um, I respond only to positive comments. I ignore the negative comments. Um, a lot of my followers will pile on and, you know, say something. I, I posted a video yesterday about how the house is just a disaster after the weekend on Monday mornings. And, um, you know, people are, well, my children would never throw their wet towels on the floor and you should <laughs> teach your children how to clean it up. And it's like, all right, thanks to mommies. Thank you very much for your input. So I just, <laughs> I don't let it bother me anymore. There was one woman who took it upon herself on a blog post I wrote that went viral called In Defense of My Son. She posted about 200 times in the span of two hours. Oh, just, my gosh. It was crazy. And you just have to realize, like, hey, as long as I feel good about what I'm posting and I'm speaking my truth and I'm being kind and good, I, you know, that's their problem. Oh, that's, uh, that's really hard to do. I, I admire you. I don't it's think hard. I could do it. I, I think I, you know, I once got into a media, like a troll, like a troll war on, on uh, yoga girls, uh, post about, I don't know something. And I swear it bothered me for like four days and it was only just like one back and forth with another person, you know? Yeah. But it's it's hard to not take it personally and to like check yourself and remind yourself like that you know the the anonymity of social media really allows for all sorts of different constructs. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, I, uh, generally, I feel like I've been really lucky. The people I've attracted to my platforms tend to be really kind and nice. And we have a, a group we just started called My Life Suckers Peeps, which is a, like a private group on Facebook. And we have strict rules about no sanctimonies, no preaching, no judgment. And everyone in there is so supportive and awesome. I got a message from one of the women yesterday who said, you know, thank you for starting this group. I've met people that I talk to every day now and it's saved my life. And like, wow creating these positive little corners of the internet, I think is so important. I, I, I totally concur. And so my next question that I had actually jotted down was, you know, from reading your comments, you do get a lot of women who, in who feel inspired and happy and grateful for what you're doing. How, how do you feel about your kind of role in this movement of like helping moms who maybe would have been super depressed or postpartum and things like that? I think truly it is the thing that keeps me going um, because, you know, it's hard work 
to, you know, to create content for the internet. It's relentless. It's, it's constant. And then there is so much negativity, but when you get those messages, like I wrote that woman back yesterday and I said, you, you truly actually made my day and made me think that all the hours I have plowed into building this group are worth it. Um, And to actually touch someone's life and help someone is like the greatest gift that I can get back from all of this. It's, it's the best part of it for sure. It's so crazy to me that when you first posted your very first video, you know, you were in a dark space yourself, you were coming at it from like, Hey, I, I want to be seen and heard perhaps like, or share what I'm going through to maybe get some, some relatable feedback. And then here you are really offering this, this incredible thing to women all over who, who are really maybe having a bad, I know for me, (laughs) there've been so many times where I've been having a bad day and I watch one of your videos and freaking laugh out loud, like literally crack up. I mean, so funny. Um, thank you. That, that makes my day. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really awesome that you kind of embrace this gift. When this started, did you ever think this would be the direction this would go? Oh my God. No. I mean, I, the only reason we even put the first video on uh, YouTube was so our friends and family could see it. Cause we thought it, we thought it was hilarious, <laughs> 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 but yeah, it's been, it's been wild to see the journey. Um, and just to see how the whole like mom space has evolved since then. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I follow scary mommy too. I think you might, I think you maybe follow her as well, or you're familiar with that. She, she also does a lot of, um, kind of just realistic, like life story post type stuff. And that's- yeah. So the founder of scary mommy who, um, isn't there anymore, but she, um, she and I were colleagues at Nickelodeon and she was one of the people she left and she had already started scary mommy and she left to go full time and build it into the incredible i mean it is just an incredible platform um and she was what the first person i reached out to when things were going viral and i was kind of freaking out and asked for her advice and help and she said uh she said just never respond to the haters never respond to them and that advice from jill um, her name's Jill Smokler was uh, some of the best advice I've ever received. And I'm so grateful to her. I, you know, I, gosh, I needed your message just now. Cause I really like that. Never respond to the haters. It's, it's just like disengage. Let's, yeah. let's not even encourage, you know, I tell people too, like, um, you know, with my golden retriever, when, when people come to the house, I say, don't, don't pet him. Just turn around. If he tries to jump up on you, yeah. any <laughs> attention is like, even if it's bad attention for him, it's going to re, you know? Um, and I, I love this, the same idea, like turn around, just turn around, don't engage, don't, you know, never respond to the haters. I don't love engage. that. And you can use the filters to, uh, ca- you know, I have filters on YouTube to catch obscene words and, <laughs> Wow. Um, we, we have a fishing YouTube channel and I've posted some kind of funnier fishing adventures. Most of them are legit fishing, but I've done one or two funny ones. And it's always surprising to me, um, that people seem to take Liberty and think that that's permission, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Um, so talk to me about Nickelodeon. So what were you, so you still don't do, you don't still do that gig, right? No, actually, the website I wrote for called Parents Connect is gone. Mm. Um, and uh, but it was amazing. Yeah, I was I had a, a 
six-month-old baby. I was still breastfeeding, not sleeping at all, absolutely miserable. And I started writing about how I was feeling and like writing funny essays about how I was feeling. And then one day I happened to be on online on this listserv and I saw an ad looking for funny moms who write or, and I was like, well, I'm, a mom. I guess I've been writing and I hesitated. I didn't send them any of my stuff because you know, who am I? And I'm just some mom who's, you know, <laughs> sleep deprived mom. But I finally got the courage a few weeks later to send it in and was like, what have I got to lose? And it turned out it was Nickelodeon. Um, wow. They hired me just to write like 10 essays a week. And then I worked my way up over six years to being senior editor. Um, and it, it was great. I really learned so much from that job about how to create content for the internet, but not video quite yet. That was, that came after. So how did you get outside of your comfort zone to, I mean, I know a lot of moms that even listen to this podcast. This is a frequent question that comes up is I'm afraid to take the leap. I don't believe in myself is the underlying message. How, how did you find that courage to do that? I guess it really comes down to at the end of the day when like I'm looking back on my life, like, am I going to be happy with what happened? Am I going to have any regrets? And I kind of live by that credo. Like I, is that the right word? <laughs> I think I, so. <laughs> I, I never want to look back and regret it. And so I'm a super anxious person. I have generalized anxiety disorder. I'm afraid and second guessing constantly. But I always like, put, you know, feel the fear and do it anyway, and try to just because ultimately, I want to do all these things that I want to do, you know, before I die, um, which hopefully is in a very long time. But <laughs> wow, I so I absolutely love that, uh, especially the feel the fear and do it anyway. I love that. Um, because we all are terrified, right? I mean, if you're not awesome, yay, there are people out there who are just filled with confidence. I am not one of them. Um, so I, yeah, I have to get out of my own way to, to do anything. I often think about Alex Honnold hanging off the side of El Capitan <laughs> with, yeah. with, with that drop 4,000 feet below him when I'm like afraid to do something and I'm like, I'm a buck up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I think it's interesting how our rational, our rational mind, you know, is there to protect our human survival, but so much of what holds us back in the way of fear is really irrational in, in thought. It's, it's not life or death. No, it's not life or death. I had a friend who lost her fiance when we were in our early thirties. Um, and she hung something on her wall that it, it said something like, you're going to die anyway, or it was some little <laughs> quote. And I thought it was so morbid at the time. And then looking back now, I'm like, oh my God, that was, that was so right on, right? You're going to die anyway. Just do it. Go for it. Live your dreams. Like you deserve to live your dreams. And I think as moms, that's also really, really hard, right? We, we, of course, put our children before everything. But I think it's also important to remember that we are human beings, we are people, and we have dreams too. Um, and it only makes them better to see us happy and fulfilling our dreams. Yeah, oh, so true. That is absolutely the truth. Um, 
you know, the modeling that we do is going to impact the life and the, the life that they lead or the, or the adult they become. Yeah, for sure. Likewise, the shitty modeling that we do. Oh yeah. <laughs> I do a lot of that. <laughs> um, yeah. that's my, where son's, that my son's favorite word for a long time uh, started with F and oh. uh, it was not fork. <laughs> like, where did you learn that from you in the car? <laughs> I, I I hate when I have those moments and I see him doing something that I want to like, you know, kind of gripe about or whatever and nag on him about and realize, oh, that's exactly me. <laughs> totally. Totally. You do a lot of parodies about Princess uh, Kate and um, also Megan. Yeah. Which, I, <laughs> I mean, love them. could they have better, like, they, they seem like they're the perfect, um, I mean, talk to me about that. Like, as, you know, as them being a source for your inspiration. Yeah, the first one came up, it was after, um, I was it after the birth of Charlotte, maybe, that, or one of maybe Louie, where she came out in the, the red dress. And um, I remember thinking, damn, she looks so good. Like, <laughs> she just looked amazing. And then I looked in the mirror and I was like, holy cow. <laughs> and, you know, she came out, what, it was like seven hours after giving birth. And my, my youngest was seven years old <laughs> <laughs> the time and I remember looking at myself and, and it just struck me how she had it all together after seven hours and I was still a hot mess after seven years so I uh, said to my assistant I'm like take a picture of me take a picture of me and so I went out on my front stoop and just and I picked up my son and he happened to like hike up my shirt when he was um when he being was picked getting, up being picked up and so of course then you know my muffin tops hanging out my hair's a mess and it was just like the perfect opposite of her wow. and like I do it all from a place of love like I admire and love both of those women I think they're so awesome and the pressure that they're probably under and to keep it together um and how they are real modern day princesses right mm -hmm. but it's just so then it got me rolling then it was actually my assistant's suggestion which I will not take personally but when Megan was pregnant and she was like um you should take a side by side with her after you eat lunch because you look, <laughs> you look more pregnant than she does <laughs> like, uh, I think that's a compliment <laughs> but it ended up going viral so good for her <laughs> wow wow and then I'm not afraid to make fun of myself bottom line so you, you cannot have an ego and be um, in comedy. <laughs> and so many people are afraid of that. They're, that that's the piece. They're just, a, they're, you know, they're fearful to show that authenticity that here's me without, you know, my makeup on or, you know, when I'm feeling my most bloated, where, where do you, where did you come up with this confidence? Where did you dive into that? Not being afraid. Oh, I mean, I think I just, 
I'm willing to make fun of myself. And I, and I, I'm, I'm just a disaster. Like I'm constantly, I, we went on Saturday to my daughter's soccer game and I went to the wrong city. Like it, <laughs> it's like, I'm constantly, and then I just laugh at myself because I, it's, I'm, I'm very amusing because I'm, I'm such a ridiculous mess. Um, but what's been so comforting throughout this is to see that, like, I'm not the only one. So when that happened, my daughter said, why are we the only family this happens to? And I was like, I bet you we're not. I can't be the only hot mess out there. And so I posted and got tons and tons, hundreds of comments of, oh, I've, I've shown up to school on a Saturday or literally like that month where there's like four presidential holidays in a row. I did the same thing. I, we got to school, we're rocking it like on time for once and there's (laughs) nobody there. Of course, the only day you're on time, right? I was like, what freaking holiday is this anyway? (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. I sent my son to uh, his baseball pictures in last year's uniform. I mean, I've, I've done it all. (laughs) Oh, that's great. I love, I love that connection though, in, in the humor and all of that, because I feel like it just, it's all those good oxy, you know, coming out from the inside, happy endorphins that is just uh, what life's all about. Yeah. You know, like posting without makeup, I rarely post with makeup, but I, um, think like these celebrities, they're like, Oh, she posted without makeup. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> I don't know. You got to keep it real. I feel like, you know, that's people need it. We need to see each other, our real selves, because when I see it and I see someone else being real, it makes me feel better. When I see someone who is so polished and, airbrushed and whatever it stresses me out because I'm like oh my god am I supposed to look like that you know it's it's not healthy so who are some of the women in your life that you admire that you have um embraced kind of their messaging besides I know you mentioned this one lady that um had the message that you're gonna die anyway and and that who are some of the women that you draw inspiration from Um, Well, I think my real life friends who are all like these strong, you know, working, working moms, like my friend Jackie, my friend MG, like they're, they're all just like, we're all just in it, struggling, working hard, you know, trying to get it all done. And I think I also draw a lot of inspiration from the women who are in my community and who follow me um, and watching them like despite all odds, like kicking butt. You know, I love that. I love that. Um, what is your favorite thing about about momhood, about being a mom? Well, that's a big question. <laughs> Bedtime? No. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> they go to sleep. Kind, I'm kind of <laughs> kidding, but not really. Um, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, there is no love. Like, no matter how much they suck the life out of you and no matter how much they drive you crazy, there is no love like that love you have for your child where you would literally, like, lay your life down. And that is, I think, an incredible thing to get to experience as a human being. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I love the snuggles when I can get them these days. 
Yeah. And as they get older, it all goes away so fast. It's um, crazy. I feel like I'm staring down the barrel of the gun with my 10 year old because now that I have a 13 year old, I know what happens in those years. Oh, no. (laughs) A lot of changes. I just read an article that puberty is starting as early as eight years old. Yeah. Yep. That's terrifying. They're growing up fast. I wonder why that is. I wonder how, like, biologically that is happening. There must be an evolutionary reason. Yeah, I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. So what sorts of things are your kids into? What, What is the, what's the behind the scenes on their life? Yeah, my daughter's a soccer player and an incredible artist. Um, I've actually occasionally posted some of her her paintings. Um, she did a painting. It was her second oil painting. That is so amazing that uh, we have a friend who is an artist who came over and said, oh, who's the artist on that? And I said, oh, my daughter painted it when she was 12. And she was like, what? Wow. wow. Um, but she hates being an artist, so she thinks it's dorky. So we're, we're of course, <laughs> we're working on that. Um, and my son, you know, has, has a deep love for video games. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we're trying to get him involved in other things. Yeah, he does martial arts and uh, basketball. Wow. So how do you encourage your kids to be themselves kind of in, in spite of everything that, that the pressures in life and, and being a YouTube family and all of that, how do you inspire them to, to stay true to who they are? Yeah. I mean, it's so hard, right? I'm just uh, seeing these days, especially when they get into middle school, I feel like, you know, my younger child is still, he's, he runs around the playground saying, I'm weird. I'm weird. (laughs) And he, uh, he wears a shirt that says I'm awesome. He's, he just still embraces fully who he is and doesn't care what other people think as they start to get older and get into middle school, it does become really, really hard. And I think just keeping an open dialogue and explaining to my daughter, like you need to do the things that light you up when, Mm. when you go to do something and it's like, uh, I have to do this. That's not, the right path right when you go somewhere and and it lights you up and even though she doesn't want to admit it when she goes to her art class it lights her up I see it Mm, you know I love that yes yes and ditto with people you know finding friends who let you be yourself who you feel fully comfortable around Um, it's so important so um, as far as the, the time that it takes to, to make your videos and stuff, I know you mentioned you guys have people that come over and stuff like that. What does that process look like for you? Is it, it how, how long does it take to come up with some of this content? Yeah, the parodies take a long time. I'd say it's a solid week of work. Um, wow. So I write it and then I go into my closet, which is my recording studio and record it. And then um, we shoot one big, long, like 14 hour day. And then the editing is really where it takes me the longest. Um, I'm actually in the middle of editing something right now. And it's, it's a laborious process. <laughs> Boy, so do you do all of do you, you said you have an assistant, do you do all of your stuff? Or how do you kind of manage this business that's just exploded on YouTube? Yeah, I do all the writing performing editing of the videos and then um, I have a camera guy who shoots and um, hands over the footage to me most for most of the videos not all of them and then um, yeah my assistant who actually just had her first baby so um, she oh all sorts of new good content coming (laughs) 
<laughs> she helps a lot, you know, with uh, thumbnails and um, captions. And there's so much behind the scene that goes on. She's actually um, adminning the private group right now and making sure everybody in there is kind and safe and all that. So, yeah, it takes a village. Wow. So the private group that you created it on Facebook and it, is it like a fee group or how does that work? Um, is it a what? Sorry. Is it a fee group or is it a free group oh, or how? Uh, it's free because, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's free. It's called my life suckers peeps that they they're so amazing in there. They literally have become family with each other. Like they call each other the my life suckers peeps family. Um <laughs> It's really, it's really special. Um, the people in there are wonderful and they come with real problems. There was one woman who was having a real serious problem. She actually lived in Mexico and a woman in Arizona offered to drive across the border and go help her. And wow. I was just blown away by the kindness. Wow. And so, um, and so this group, how do people, if people are listening and they wanted to join, how do they... How do they apply or how, do, how does that work? Yeah. So just go on Facebook and the search bar, search my life suckers peeps, <laughs> you know, because I'm, I'm so hip hop. Um, <laughs> and I, I literally have a Spotify channel and it's under rap and hip hop. And I'm like, I'm probably the oldest, <laughs> most suburbanist human being, <laughs> most target shopping hip hopper on planet Earth. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, just go to my life suckers peeps and then you just request to join and we will, we will let you in as long as, you know, you're a mother or a father. You're not a sanctum mom. If you're not a sanctum mommy and you actually have children and, uh, you know, you're allowed in. Right, right, right. Wow. I love, <laughs> I'm laughing because I know there's so many people like thought that, you know, like do the private DM and stuff. And I'm like, just go away. Like, why are you being gross? Like, <laughs> Oh yeah. Yeah. It's funny. That's kind of kicked up lately. Um, I didn't used to get a lot of uh, the gentleman attention and then <laughs> it's kind of kicked up and I'm like, really, I'm, I'm getting really old. You guys should have done this like six years ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's definitely the, the dark side. <laughs> oh, I just ignore but, it. Delete. But you know, those are the people that are, that are trying to, to get to children on the internet. Like, you know, how you say you don't allow your kids on that. Those are the ones right there. Yes. And so, uh, you know, another thing I've done to try and protect my children, we didn't intend for this all to happen. So they were in the first video, they were out, it, you know, it, it all happened. Um, but to protect them, I actually don't share their names. Um, and that's been one way that I've tried to, to keep them safe. So what, so what does your husband do now? What, what is his job? Um, well, he was, <laughs> he was home for the past two years, um, which was, and I was kind of more the, the one hitting, hitting the road, which was so awesome it, before he'd been in marketing, um, and finance. And now he's working in the education space. He just went back to work. Um, wow. And so that was because everything kind of blew up and you guys had like a lot to, to deal with at home kind of thing. Um, no, I think he was just, my husband does this. He was really burnt out. When I first met him, 
he had just quit his job and was going on a trip around the world. Um, and actually, after knowing him for three weeks, I joined him. Um, and then right after our second child was born, he quit his job and took a year off. So wow. This was the third time. Uh, so I just know with him, he works incredibly hard. And then he hits a point where he's just burnt. And yeah. uh, he's he's really good about taking a sabbatical and you know, battening down the hatches and then he, and then he jumps back into it. Um, but it, for me to have him home for those two years, oh my God, it was so great. He did drop off. He made lunches. He took the kids to the doctor. I was like, ah, it's so great. No having a wife. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So that you could really focus on growing the business. Yeah, it was great. We kind of swapped, but now we're kind of back in another swap. So now I'm, I'm kind of back on um, but I think that's what it takes in marriage. You know, you need to support each other's dreams and you need to tag team and to make it work. I totally agree. I think marriage is super hard work. On that note, will you be doing some some marriage parodies soon? Well, <laughs> we've done some. We did. A, yes, I've, I saw one we did that a, was hilarious. A closer parody called Older, which was, um, <laughs> which was really cute. It was kind of just me and my husband. Uh, but he, he's such a good sport. He's done a ton of videos. Like we did a dating versus marriage. We did, um, if you're, if your spouse loved you as much as your dog does, um, <laughs> that was fun. And then male pattern blindness where, you know, 13 million people watched my husband search in a cabinet for something. Oh my that God. That was right in front so of his face. True. <laughs> oh, it drives me nuts. Yeah. Literally he'll add, I'm like, it's right there. It is right there. <laughs> it's right there. What is that? Yep. That's like a real thing. It's a real thing. Yeah. We posted that video and I was stunned at how many people related to it because I was like, I thought this was just happening in my house. It, he, my husband actually prefaces things and says, I know it's in here, but. Oh, see, that's good. <laughs> at least he's self-aware. My husband now just says, I'm having male pattern blindness. So I can't find it. <laughs> Oh my God. We're going to have to watch that one. Do you have a favorite? Do you have a favorite parody you've done? Oof. I feel like they're like all my little babies and usually it's whatever I happen to be working on is my favorite at the moment. Um, but I don't know. It's hard. I like our look what you made me do parody. Um, mm -hmm. that was a good one. I, I like our Adele parody, um, a hello parody. My, my best friend, Jackie, we have a really fun moment where she's like calling me and I'm like, hello. And she's like, Deva, why are you singing? It's really fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, I imagine it's hard to choose because they are such creation, but you, I imagine you'll also have endless content. Even after the kids are grown and gone, I see, I, you know, could see you still having content. Well, I can't, I actually can't wait to be an older, older lady in my like seventies or eighties and doing amazing parodies about aging. That's like, that's what I'm looking forward to someday. Um, and I think you just hit the nail on the head that like part of life is um, at least part of accepting when our kids are grown and gone is kind of having that plan for what we want to do or be when, when we're not in active parenting mode. Are you there? Yeah. Are you cut out for a sec? 
I was just saying that um, I like that you have a plan for after they're grown and gone. Cause I think when a lot of women get into, um, you know, kind of another bummer time is when the kids move out of the house and then they're like, well, who am I now? Oh, totally. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm terrified of that moment, but I, I do think my creativity is going to be my saving grace. I have a, a fifth grade and an eighth grade graduation on the same day coming up uh, Whoa. in 2020. And I think I'm just going to be a puddle disaster mess the whole day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I remember when my son graduated from preschool. I didn't even know that was a thing. <laughs> and I'm like bawling, you know? Oh my God. Yes. I went to my uh, friend Jackie's daughter's fifth grade graduation last year and I was bawling my eyes out. And I was like, this isn't even my child. This isn't even mine. <laughs> the, the, first, the first week my son went to school as kindergarten, I was definitely more of a wreck than he was like totally. every single evening. Totally. But then I got one of those slips in my mailbox that I had to go down to the actual post office, you know, small town to pick up my mail. And always, always he would hand the lady the slip and get the package, you know? And so here I am alone at the post office and I'm literally bawling. <laughs> and the lady's like, are you okay? And I'm like, it's, you know, he hands you this, not me. <laughs> She's like, okay, <laughs> let me go get your package now. I <laughs> uh, you know. Isn't it the truth? It's like parenting is the hardest thing you will ever do in your life. But it's also like our hearts are just so wrapped up in these like gorgeous little people. It's, it's, I just say it's wrong. It's so unfair. We love them way too much. And it's, too hard. <laughs> it is so hard. Oh, I love that though, because, um, I learned so much about myself too, in the process, you know, totally. that I would have never thought I could have experienced before. So I, I do love that part for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, on that note, um, do people expect you to be funny all the time? Is there, is there something with that when people meet you? Oh my gosh, yes. So um, a woman once met me at a conference and wrote a blog post about how boring I am. (laughs) And I was on another podcast and in in the intro, she talked about how shy I am. And the truth is I'm actually really introverted. um, And I'm not like, ta-da, but I'm like, what do they expect me to be sitting on a toilet singing when they meet me? Um, so now when people say, oh, I just really want to meet you in person, I'm like, just to warn you, I'm actually really introverted. I'm shy and I'm quiet and I'm not going to be singing on the toilet. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. Imagine the pressure is just off the charts. Yeah. Well, I never realized that my, my actual, like more, you know, quiet, shy personality was going to disappoint everyone, but I guess it does. (laughs) Oh, man. Um, I think these are probably parts of, um, you know, the fame that people don't really see. And I mean, you really kind of are a celebrity. Oh, my gosh. Well, I don't know. (laughs) You really are. You know, I mean, that's that's a wild thought. Like you're a modern day, uh, modern day Marilyn Monroe. Oh, my God. Well, like there's the deva who's home and you know yelling at her kids and cooking and cleaning and up to my neck in laundry and then there's this lady on the internet and I don't know who she is but, <laughs> but she has fun singing and dancing I love it well I know that you have another meeting to jump on to and I've taken 
quite a bit of your time, but thank you so much for sharing your insights on today's podcast. Yeah, you're awesome. This was a really, really fun conversation. Thank you for having me. Oh, yeah, definitely. And you know, just one little side side note too. I always um when I'm when I'm in these recordings, I'm always jotting um certain time periods in the recording that there's a good quote. Like, oh, you know what? Hey, that's a great quote. I literally have jotted like 14 different times. <laughs> so, you you truly are full of inspiration and I love how you're doing it, how you're showing it through humor and authenticity and it's truly awesome. So thank you. I'm sure that after this podcast, I'll get a lot of questions. So hopefully we can have you on again sometime in the future. Okay, sweet. Well, it was really nice connecting with you. Thanks, Dave. We'll talk to you soon. Okay, bye. Bye. This has been a BU Find Happy podcast. (laughs) For more inspiration, check out our links. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.